Listener discretion is advised, as the Ebenistas podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, f- Banter, 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 banter. <laughs> banter, banter, banter. How's it going? Uh, good. <laughs> it took us forever to get this going. It did. I don't know how I feel about the fact that our first video recording is of us dressed in Halloween stuff. It's like we're still hiding, you know? But I thought about that too. <laughs> I was like, Joe yes. should be proud of us. We're taking baby steps, okay? These are yes. very, very baby steps. So, listen. So, tell me, what are you sipping on? <gasps> oh, yes, let's open it. Sound effects. What is that? It is Great Divide Pumpkin Ale. Okay. I don't know if I can get the... It's being a weird pour. It's not a very noisy pour like that other one I got. Mm-hmm. But this one has um, the Headless Horseman on it. Oh, Nice. I like it. Very spooky, scary, Halloween-y. Yes, it is. And so I poured it, not in the same brewery cup, but uh, this is from True Brewing, which is a local brewery here. They are like a metal brewery. So when you walk in, the whole aesthetic, like it's very dark, very kind of like, I don't know, creepy, I guess, for some people. But for us, literally, I walked in and I was like, this is my place. This is where I go. And um I mean, I, I'm okay with their beer. Bill likes their beer way more than I do. Um, but they're good. They're a good brewery. But I figured since we're doing our recording and then they're kind of creepy, the glass goes. So for today, I did watch Adam's Family, the cartoon that came out last oh, year. Oh, good. It was good. It was really cute. Like the other ones were definitely a lot more dark. Mm-hmm. This was really cute. It was cute. Yeah, I thought so. Some people gave it like really bad reviews. And I was like, they made it more kid friendly, more kid friendly than it was for us. And that for was a sure. kid movie for us. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Adam Family. Um, what was it? The second one? Is it Adam Family's Values? Values. Yeah. Where they like take over the camp and all that stuff and burn things down. I was like, that was a kid movie for us. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of stuff that we watch as kids is like... Like the movie the Witches, have you, did you watch that back in Oh the day? yeah, when I was a kid, that, terrifying. That, what the hell, they turned the kids into mice. Yes. Like, and then when and they, they took off their them. Come they on, man. They them under their feet. Yeah, that was, that was really, really some scary traumatizing stuff. And is it, I think her name, the main witch is, is it Angelica something? Angelica Huston, Houston, Houston? Huston? I think so. But yeah. when she first pulls off her face and she's just like, Shh, I'm like, this is, terrifying and you know what i'm scared about the new movie is that they're going to use too much cgi yeah not enough of like that natural makeup which is what made all these movies so scary but the thing is anne hathaway is going to be in it and i have faith in her like she normally doesn't do trash yeah so i feel like if there's anybody that can pull this off it's going to be her so like mm. Mm -hmm. even her lesser known films are really good like the one where she was the kaiju. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was really good. It was so weird, but it was <laughs> good. Yeah. So today I'm drinking Yingling. I sent you a picture yes. yesterday, but I finally found the Hershey one. Or let me not say it. I found the Hershey Porter one and I'm like super excited. It tastes really good. It's not what you think it's going to be, but it's a good dark porter. I like it. To me, it looks like, I don't know, when I see Hershey's, it makes me think of that it's a sticky 
beer. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like we're just loaded with sugar. You're just and like, it's, it's not over. It's not overwhelmingly sweet. It tastes like a good porter, like a chocolate porter. It's really what it is. Okay. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. I'll have to look it up when, um, probably maybe Christmas. Cause it's more of like a cozy type thing. Since I hate pumpkin, um, this was my closest thing to like trying to do something different. That's well, it's close to Halloween because it's candy time, right? So right. it works. It does I like that? Yay! You ready? Let's do this. All right. Well, happy Halloween, everyone. We are back with we the. Hi, I'm Jabby, and I have my lovely co-host. I'm Doreen. Hi. Doreen. Oh, well, today I'm I'm. I guess Frankenstein, uh, yeah, the girl version, whatever. The girl version. <laughs> Frankenstein's wife. Yeah. Or just. Well, I don't want to well, be the, the wifey. Wife. No. I'm an independent, you know, woman, you know, I hear any screams. So. <laughs> you are an independent, um, put together, sewn together creature. <laughs> and you don't need no Frankenstein. I love it. Um, so we are back with season two. We took a much needed break, took some time to get our lives together as we always seem to be doing, but that's a okay. We're, we're working, we're doing things. Yeah. Um, so before we start, I really wanted to like this. I just got this. And so the other great thing, obviously that we're doing is we are video chatting this one. So we normally do Zooms. We normally do not release the videos. Um, those are mostly deleted. Actually, I think I've deleted all of them. Good. So, but the great thing about that is we can share some of our weirdness with you guys. Put a face to it. Yeah. So I don't have that much or any because I am Haitian and we don't really do Halloween because of all of the like whatever we'll get into that later but um so we really don't do Halloween like that and and not to say like a lot of Haitians do but Mm -hmm. it's definitely more of an American holiday and so I haven't dressed up since I was maybe like 2002 and like um and that was only because my friend made me buy a witch hat and a broom and I had on like a tube top dress and I was just like (laughs) because I'm a witch and that was it and then before that I hadn't dressed up since like elementary school when you could go trick-or-treating without your parents back in the day yeah and, um, and I never did the makeup so this is my first time doing makeup but because I love me some jabby and she loves her some Halloween I wanted to make sure that I got into the the you know the, the mood so yeah here we are yes so yes that is true I am the weird one I love Halloween <laughs> well we're okay. both weird in our own way but I like more creepy stuff I'd say yeah. um and I am like a adolescent like a prepubescent teen in terms of like my humor and like you know things that I like okay hey kitty cat (laughs) (laughs) all right does what you want Uh, there go my decorations (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to knock all this shit down (laughs) but that being said so while we I wanted to first like this because I haven't played with it yet um it's a regular candle bass of met Face of Met? Boss of Met. You guys know what I'm talking about if you know this character, but I'm going to like this. And the horn god. Yes. And we'll watch it do its thing behind me. So while we're recording, I'm so worried about the candle and the cat. Like, I hope. Oh, no, she won't jump on, up here with, with that. Okay. Hopefully not. But she's a cat. I'm somewhat a cat. 
these are the ears I wanted to show you. Let's see. I don't know where Bill got this from, but there's little ears in here. Oh, it's like, you're a furry. You're dressed like a furry right now. <laughs> yes. To my friend, Johnny, if you're listening, this, please watch this. Cause she, she was a furry, like half a second. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know where Bill got that, but it was in our costume stash. So, <laughs> Who has a costume stash? See, you guys are like intense about this. I don't have any costumes. <laughs> You're like, it's part of our stash. Yeah. No, we, we, it's just over the years, the stuff that we've collected, wigs, his boy wigs, girl wigs. Um, he has an old, like, uh, spaceman costume in there, too. Like, it's crazy. But as it is, it's fun. I love it. That's why I was like, literally, I was like, hey, when we we're getting ready, I was like, hey, can you go look in the costume box and go find the ears? And he's, like, pulling out. He's like, well, the wig is here. And, like, this weird hat is in here. <laughs> it's just. That's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, so you guys, obviously we are excited. I'm so excited for season two. Just a heads up, we're changing our format a bit. We will be releasing shows every two weeks now. Um, so you'll hear from us about two weeks from now. This should hold you, old, hold you over. Yeah, don't forget, go vote. <laughs> so Avi, um, we're kicking this off with a Halloween special. So Miss Doreen, uh, why don't you get us started? So I wanted to kind of start off with like the history of Halloween and why we celebrate it. So Halloween was originally celebrated on each year, October 31st, same as what we're doing now. And, but the tradition actually started with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Samhain? Um, Yeah. What did I say? Celtic. What did you say? Celtic. Oh my God. I said like the Boston, the Boston Celtics that, <laughs> that tells you like my, my brain is like <laughs> wired for, sorry, I have fantasy football today. Okay. So that's okay. So there goes a, the fun difference. Like I'm here in this world. I know nothing about sports like, but Doreen hold it down for me. Mm, yeah. No? Love it. Love it. Uh. <laughs> said, I got fantasy football and that's it. Pretty much. Um, Just as I'm so competitive. So, okay, let's start. Let's start that again. The tradition started with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, (laughs) where people would light bonfires and they would wear costumes to ward off ghosts. So they actually believe that every year um, the dead and the living would overlap and demons would roam the earth again on this day. And so dressing up as a demon was a defense mechanism so that if you ever mm-hmm. encountered a real demon roaming the earth, they would think you were one of them. Oh. Um, so that's kind of why people dress up as goblins and ghouls and all the scary stuff. Yeah, so I, like I heard that before and I just floated around and forgot about it. It was probably mentioned in like a movie or something and then never oh, heard yeah, I'm sure. it again. You watch a ton of horror movies. I'm sure this has popped up. Mm-hmm. Um, so the evening before was known as All Hallows Eve, if you've ever heard of that. And then later that became Halloween. And so over time, Halloween evolved into a day of activities like trick-or-treating, carving jack-o'-lanterns, festival gatherings, costumes, the same thing. But in the early 20th century, Irish and Scottish communities revived it, um, their old traditions. A lot of them were relocating to the United States. Mm-hmm. So by the 1920s, instead of it being like dressing up and all that other stuff, 
a lot of the younger generation started doing pranks. And so that became like the Halloween activity for the younger generation. But oh, right. And so the problem was that, <laughs> so this is how we ended up getting trick or treat. So the problem was that during the Great Depression, mm-hmm. um, all of the mischief kind of turned into, they were a little bit angry about the war, right? Like, and the being broke and hungry and not having money and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that sucks. So those pranks kind of started to like turning into vandalism, physical assaults, mm-hmm. act, random acts of violence. What? And so, yeah. And so the communities didn't know what to do to stop this. They were literally like hiding in their homes, afraid of whatever these kids were going to do on Halloween. So they came up with a, a, a trick or treat where you, hey, we're going to give you candy because mm-hmm. during World War II, there was a ration for sugar. So there wasn't really something that they had available. But after the World War II, they stopped rationing it out. And a lot of the candy companies were like, ooh, th- if, we, if we can do this with them, we can make some money on this day instead mm-hmm. of like just getting chocolates. And, you know, so they, just, they kind of pushed a little bit more. And so a lot of communities were like, hey, if we'll give you a, tr- a treat, then mm-hmm. you won't trick us. And so that's kind of what started the trick or treat. It literally was a threat though. Like, wow! don't give us something, we gonna mess your house up. We're gonna beat you up, you know? Wow. So, so anyway, so that is kind of where trick or treat kind of started. That's really the- interesting. Cause like, there's always reference to that, like throughout history, at least since I was a kid, it was always like a running joke. It was like, if the neighbors didn't give you something, you would egg their house or you TP their house or something like that. I never did that. And nor did I ever see it actually happen. Um, I did TP a girl's car once in high school. I don't feel bad about it, but it's a thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it was not Halloween, but um, yeah, I always hear about that, but I didn't know that was actually rooted in like actual history and like scary history. Yeah, well, you know that song, trick or treat, smell my feet, mm-hmm. give me something good to eat. If you don't, I don't care. I'll pull down your underwear. Yeah. It's like threatening, right? Like, yeah. give me some candy, I'm gonna mess you up. So, like, we out here in these streets trying to get candy? Yeah, and you're you gonna learn. You better have that candy for me next year, if not. Right, right. You um, better have a Twix in that bag. <laughs> so I, I will, a random fact, the U.S. spends about 2.6 million dollars a year yes. on candy and halloween decorations listen. and jabby's a big part of that listen <laughs> so i piggybacked off of you and i found um similar numbers well some of the numbers i looked at were and excuse my cat oh i'm sorry that was billion not million billion oh that was billion okay you said million i was like oh Okay, but now billion, that makes way more sense. Um, So actually I I was interested in looking up the commercialization of Halloween and like when that kind of started, mostly in the US. So this pertains to the US. A lot of countries outside of the US and the Western world um, have a whole different way of looking at Halloween for the most part. Um, It's more, we'll get into that. But anyway, so there was this company called Denison. They were... Um, active from 1909 to the 1940s and they made um, tags like travel tags and so which is interesting right somebody came up with this but they also made bogey books which were like activity books but like for adults sort of so basically you know the Martha Stewart books that you get 
or the magazines and it's like how to throw the perfect party and like your decorations and play these games and stuff like that. So it was exactly that, but for back then. And so they realized that Halloween was starting to kind of like take hold. So what they did was they provided people with cutouts, um, like paper cutouts inside of their, you know what, this cat is so damn rude. I feel really bad because what she's really looking for is love (laughs) because of the baby. She doesn't get as much love anymore. And she's super like, um, affectionate. So yeah, she sees me sitting here. looks like I'm kind of not doing anything. So she's like, Oh, touch me, whatever. And I'm like, get out of here. No, I know. (laughs) So, um, Anyway, so they would provide people in these books with crepe paper decoration cutouts, instructions on how to decorate, instructions on what to serve to their party guests, um, what games to play. So there was one that I read where they had cutouts of cats. And so they're like, this party game, you're going to hide cats all over the house and like nine cats all over the house. And you're going to say, as the hostess, I'm the witch and I lost all my cats. And so it was a game for adults and it seems kiddish for us right now, but that's what it was back then. You know, that was their extent of fun was, you know, they get some hooch and, you know, go find some cats <laughs> and whoever won, I, I forgot what they said they, they got, but I don't know. It was weird, but I guess some good old wholesome um, hunting down paper mache cats or crepe paper cats. So that's cool. Okay. <laughs> so um basically in 2019 i wanted to get like the most up-to-date numbers as i could so the national retail federation's annual survey on halloween um for 2019 the u.s spent 8.8 billion dollars um that's the third highest in the study of in a 14-year history and that equates to roughly 86 dollars and 27 cents per person on average spending that much money on halloween i probably on a minimum in the last few years, um, as you do when you move up in the world and you learn how to use your money, I guess, sort of. Actually, I don't. This is why I can't be trusted. I sent you a text yesterday. Yeah. Um, I needed that Jeff Goldblum pin. No, nobody does. But he's so cute. <laughs> and it was from Jurassic Park. I don't like the look you're giving me. <laughs> you know what this look is. <laughs> This is even better because like now people can see that look. <laughs> Whatever we're talking about, like you can't see the look she's giving me, but <laughs> she's a very disappointed Frankenstein lady. <laughs> I never really asked to be here as Frankenstein lady, you know, Mrs. Miss Frankenstein. Um, we're going to come up with a different name for you. I know. We, we don't, let's not do that. Do you want to be, I mean, because Frankenstein pertains to the creator, not right everybody always gets that wrong anyway well they don't know read frankenstein fools listen all right so i probably spend in the last few years i probably spend at least 150 maybe 200 in the last few years i have spent maybe 30 dollars (laughs) because i buy candy for the kids the end that's it (laughs) that is it that's what it should be, but I'm not a full, I guess, like, I'm just a ridiculous person. So that includes costumes, 
typically makeup because I have branched out into like the prosthetic makeups and stuff like that and experimenting with those. I didn't, I don't think I'll get a chance to this year, but it's okay. And that includes decorations as well and candy for the kids and treats for the kids. So kind of go all out. Mm. If I could, I'd turn my whole house into a haunted house year round. Yeah. (laughs) So um, the numbers going up over um, the last you know, decade or so pretty much are due not to children, but to adult participation in Halloween. So, um, most, and a lot of it is adults that don't even have kids too, that are participating a lot more. And I think that just attributes to the fact that our generation and like my parents, I would say my parents' generation are just more, I don't know, into that stuff. I don't know. That's a generational thing. I mean, I think about that for a minute. Like the whole notion that you have to grow up kind of thing and there's a time to put away your toys and da da da. And like, it seems like these generations are just kind of like, nah, we're going to keep doing that, but we're going to yeah. be adults at the same damn time. Do it, do it all. Yes. So that is what I found um, on the commercialization. I just wanted to quick snippet on that. We also wanted to take a look at the world and how the rest of the world celebrates Halloween and what that looks like. I know when, um, so when I think about Halloween, I always tell this story about how when my mom first came here from Haiti, she was in New York and she was living with my aunt who lived here, you know, and it was Halloween, but again, they do not celebrate Halloween in Haiti. (laughs) And so, um, she said that, you know, she'd gotten off work and she was at home and then all of a sudden, like people just kept on knocking on the door and she didn't understand what was going on. So she looked out of the peephole and she saw like a ghost and then like another, like, you know, crazy thing. And she was like, what the hell is going on? Why are there monsters at the door? And then they just, she's like, and they wouldn't stop coming. They kept on knocking and knocking and knocking. And they were so persistent. She was terrified. She thought it was like (laughs) the end of days and that demons had risen up and were like trying to come and get her. So by the time that my aunt came home, my mom was like crying and like a whole mess under the table, like trying to protect herself from all of the craziness happening outside. Oh and then my aunt had to like explain to her, like, this is Halloween. Oh. And she's like, but why, why would they dress up this way? I don't understand. Um, and so for a lot of foreigners, that's how they feel about Halloween. Like what the fuck What's wrong with y'all? Are y'all okay? Yeah. We're not, we're not okay. But <laughs> we're we're traumatized us. and we, we use Halloween to traumatize other people. And yeah. it's acceptable on that night. <laughs> yeah. And to dress like hoes if you want to. If you're feeling kind of hoey one year and you're just like, you know what? I'm looking good this year. I'm feeling good. Ho costume. What else? I thought this was cool. So Nigeria, they, I'm going to say this wrong. I'm going to butcher it. You ready? They do the Awuru, A-W-U-R-U, Odo Festival. And it marks the return of dearly departed friends and family members back to the living this celebration lasts six up to six months. Bruh, I know how to party. That's a long ass Halloween. And honestly, I'm here for it. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so we have, I mean, most people have heard of the movie Coco and what? have heard about the Mexican tradition of, well, I wouldn't know if it's Mexican. It's just a, a Hispanic version of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Someone please do a fact check on that. Let me know. Um, but so the day of the dead, a dedication to the deceased day of the dead, Dia de los Muertos is mm-hmm. a two day holiday that reunites the living and the dead families create like offerings and they, to oh, honor their, yeah, <laughs> job, 
uh, to honor their departed family members that have passed. And so they'll decorate altars with like bright yellow marigold flowers, photos of the deceased, um, favorite food, favorite drinks of the ones being honored. And there's the offerings are supposed to help encourage the dead to come to the land of the living and visit them. Um, the smell of the food and, you know, the celebration. And mm -hmm. so the reason why uh, Dia, de, Dia de los Muertos <laughs> is such a rare holiday mm -hmm. is because it's for celebrating the death and life. And instead of mourning, they're celebrating. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit different. But um, if you, if you're not sure what that looks like, watch Coco. Super cool. Coco. I start laughing because it was like the smell of the food, like makes them come. And I was like, that would be me in death. Like, <laughs> I really hope that Got my family. Over there? Okay, I'm on my way. <laughs> I really hope my family does that for me. Like, I don't know. Come visit me. Like, I don't know. Do whatever you need to. I don't know if you know if you're going to be buried or what. I don't want to be buried, by the way. Hmm. Plot twist. Okay. Da, 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 da. I don't know. Not unless, you know what? I've got, I've got this whole zombie thing going on in my head as well bill and i have a pact about zombies about if one of us becomes a zombie so you want me to you want me to yeah bitch <laughs> <laughs> you just go drop something like that and be like okay the end what is the pact, the pact. <laughs> so the pact is as long have you ever seen Shaun of the dead yeah okay so basically that you know at the end when he puts his best friend in the garage or in the i don't know shed mm -hmm. that's basically it like you would keep me and it's like yeah of course i'd keep you like, okay as long okay. as it's like not like, like I'll, I'll kill you you kill me kind of thing yeah like okay. i i don't like if there's a chance that one of us could survive and not become a zombie then like just keep the other one going you know we'll hang okay. out and hopefully will smith actually comes up with a cure a cure for it which he did in the movie in that one movie even though they weren't they were zombies but they weren't you know what i'm talking about right yeah okay good <laughs> um, I am legend. Yes, thank you, thank you. So maybe there's a cure. Maybe you can bring me back. So I do think it's interesting that they all pick that same day. Like I just wonder if there's any truth to it, or if there's any like proof that this is actually a day where like things are thinner, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's interesting that a lot of these beliefs are from like all over the world. It's not just in one particular place. So it makes me think that there might be a little bit of truth there, but who knows? I kind of, I enjoy the idea of that a lot. Um, I guess that goes to like, do you believe in ghosts kind of thing? Right? Uh, do you believe that there's spirits that walk the earth? Then in limbo, per se, or I don't know. I'm not against it. Cause until I see it, I, I, you know, I really don't believe it. I, I feel like there's more going on in the world than we probably realize and, mm -hmm. you know, give credit to. So I'm kind of open to it. I've seen a ghost. I do believe in them. Um, and the reason I know that I did is because me and someone else also saw the same exact thing, the same apparition in the same night. And um, it was a girl I went to school with and we both like ran up to each other and we were like, oh my God, I need to tell you something crazy happened last night. And we both were like finishing each other's sentences mm -hmm. on what it looked like, what it did. It touched both of us. Ooh. And um, I remember I, say, I, I Jabby has always loved Halloween. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember I was telling that to someone. I can't remember who it was. One of my, I think it was one of my doctors. I was just randomly talking because I, I, I'm chatty. We're both chatty bitches. Listen, 
Um, and I was telling her about it and she actually, there's actually a word for that apparently somewhere in the world, Google it, I guess, for when people see the same like apparitions mm-hmm. and like, it's actually a thing. So I was like, that's even creepier. Like, I feel like vindicated in what I saw sort of. So yeah, whatever. Ghosts are one ho- Halloween creature. Yes. Let's talk about some more. Oh, zombies. Zombies. They're such a favorite. Okay, so real, just a quick thing about zombies. When I look for games to play in the app store, mm-hmm. I literally search for zombies. Really? That's- yeah. Why? Because I just find the best games that have stuff to do with zombies. Like, How funny. I don't make the rules, but those games I tend to like to play. Do you remember the game that came out? Like, it had to be like close to 10 years ago where it would show zombies through your phone. No. And like, it was like, you can go out in real life and, and like, like search for zombies. Go kind of thing? It was what? Like a Pokemon Go? Yes. Yes. It was like that. And it was like, you could, you would see people like running around with their phones out because they're running from a zombie. And I, yeah. So the most that I've ever done, there's a, there's like a fitness app called like zombie run or something like that. And yeah, that. Oh, okay. Wasn't well, so for me, it wasn't like visual. It was just like audio and it'd be like, all right, you're here. All right, we're going to walk and explore. Oh no, they've seen you. You got to run now, run. And so you're oh, like, okay, no. And then you would stop running. I'm like, okay, you made it away. But it was helping you just like get in shape. Like, oh, that's-, that's so cool. Yeah. I like that. That one. Well, I don't think that app was like that one, um, but it was just, I mean, but people did talk about how it helped people get in shape because they were just running from zombies the whole time. So I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. So zombies first appeared, um, as most people know, in Haiti in the 17th and 18th centuries when the country is known as Saint-Domingue. Saint-Domingue. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> you, there's going to be several words here that you're going to have to correct me on. Um, at that time, Haiti was ruled by France, um, and they did what they did with slaves. They hauled African slaves to work on sugar plantations. The way that the archetype for zombies came about was that um, the projection of African life um, or African slaves, their relentless misery and subjugation, the Haitian slaves believed that dying would release them back to, say the word for me, Languine. Really? There's, you didn't say the L. La. Oh, you said, oh. La. Oh. Don't say the N. Okay, cool. So that literally translates to Guinea or Africa in general, that it's some kind of afterlife where they could, they could be free. So, um, and that was what they waited for to, you know, to get to, um, since their lives were in slavery, they just waited for death, basically. And suicide was uncommon Um, among the slaves. Um, One of the biggest reasons is because they believed that if you took your own life, you would return to, say the word. Languine. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, you would not be allowed to return there. And instead, you'd be condemned to walk the plantations for eternity. So basically, you would be a zombie. So similar to what Catholics believe, and a lot of religions believe that if you commit suicide, then you don't get into heaven automatically, straight to hell. Yeah, kind heaven. of. But except here, they 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 believe that you you stay on earth, though. Right. So, but yeah, you don't, you can't go. Yeah. 
I wonder why that is. Like, like I think that's interesting. We should look into that across cultures. So I have a theory for that. Um, how do you convince a large group of people that are being oppressed that you need to take advantage of? You convince them that if they take their own lives, which would deny you of their work, um, that they won't they won't go to the heaven or their afterlife is going to be misery, right? Like we're not going to prove that. You can't find that out until you die. Mm. But just take our word for it that if you do this, you're going to suffer even more. So just keep on suffering now so that you can not suffer when you die. So I think it's really a way to just sort of like huh. tame the masses, you know, um, my, my opinion. Like that. Yeah. Let's look it up. Write that down. It's in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's really cool. I like that concept. Look at you. So the myth ended up evolving and it ended up finding its way into the voodoo religion excuse me. I didn't want to burp into the mic. Beer. So announce it. That's even better. <laughs> well, I mean, it's beer. Just it. <laughs> Girl's got to do what she's got to do. <laughs> so, um, Haitians, um, be- were believing that zombies were corpses reanimated. Ooh, wait, let's, by- but, but, uh, let's not say all Haitians, Haitians yes. practice voodoo. Yes, exactly. Okay. Very specific though. Not entirety um those that practice hoodoo believe that zombie corpses were reanimated by shamans and voodoo priests sorcerers known as bokor use their bewitched undead as free labor to carry out different tasks typically so okay one i thought it was really interesting that you went this route okay because um there is an episode of stuff you should know where they talk about voodoo and like how it got its whole thing it's a really great episode Mm -hmm. i really loved it you guys should check that out but um typically when people are made into these quote-unquote zombies they use them for like farming to sell their their um sometimes they use them to harm other people but they're it's it's said that they the person that is a zombie, quote unquote, mm-hmm. doesn't have the brain function mm-hmm. to carry out complex tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, again, I don't practice voodoo, so I don't know anything really about how all that works. But there was a guy, um, he died in 1994. His name was Clairvius Narcisse. Mm-hmm. He was a Haitian man who claimed to have been turned into a zombie by a Haitian voodoo priestess and was forced to work as a slave. So one theory was that he was probably administered a combination of psychoactive substances. Um, the most popular one and, and the, the strongest one is the pufferfish venom tetrodox, wait, sorry, tetroditoxin, which is, mm-hmm. it's one of those drugs that when you take it in a small amount, mm-hmm. it, it appears that you're dead, but you're not. A lot of people would take it to fake their deaths and sort of things like that, but when you and then when you combine that with other substances it can create a zombie-like state is that kind of like the whole romeo and juliet thing nah those those snitches like legit took poison so like they did did no you don't remember in the movie she took the thing to make it appear that she was dead so, oh, yo, you're right. I forgot about that. Then they actually drank the poison. Yeah. So my guess when they talked about that, that's what I always thought it was too. The pufferfish venom. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is a book, The Serpent and the Rainbow, is about this white guy who goes to Haiti to learn more about voodoo. Mm-hmm. And he comes across a couple zombies and he tries to figure out how they were doing it, what they did. Um, mm-hmm. And so it basically is like your brain is, is not really working, but you're still going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when you drive home, right? Yes. Like going out, the ghost in the realize, machine. Yeah, like they call it self hypnosis, but mm-hmm. your brain takes over and like you go into like autopilot, whether you're not, you're not really present of doing it. So that's kind of what happens to your brain when you take some of these substances. So they say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so, so weird. Yeah. Also in Haiti, there's All Saints Day, which is a voodoo, it's like a voodoo holiday. It's their biggest one. They usually celebrate that on November 1st through November 2nd. And the reason mm-hmm. why is because they stay up all night, all day, and they do not sleep. The whole purpose of this is to celebrate, dance, eat, drink, you know, boop, 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 make all the noise you can and not to fall asleep until you fall into an almost exhausted like state where you pass out. And when you're in that state where you're literally just exhausted, then, then that allows for these spirits to inhabit your body and then do what they will. So that's the, so that's why it's November 1st to the 2nd. What? Um, call it, yeah, they call it Fet Gede. And so, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting again. Um, but what they're trying to do is call on the Baron Samzi, which is the, um, the Loa of, he's the, the most high spirit of Haitian voodoo. You guys have seen him already. Think about when you see like New Orleans and like how they celebrate the guy with the crossbones and all that and the big Yeah, and the top hat. Baron Samedi, that's him. That's who they're trying to evoke. Princess and the Frog. Okay, yeah, but he goes no. way back. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm just saying, like, that's yes. the character. Like, they, they, they grab that visual from this lore of this person. Exactly. So, yeah, so that that's a little bit about that. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Up all night, exhaustion, ghost. Please, all night. <laughs> ghost speaking of new orleans have you ever heard i think it's called uh, the curse of the jazz man or something like that Mm -mm. so i'll double check it but it's this ghost apparently that walks you know the streets of nolens and way back when when jazz was all awesome it was the thing um i guess he killed some people no, I don't know if this is 100 true. And people who are listening to me right now that know American Horror Story know that I got that from American Horror Story. But apparently, that's the lore: is that like he comes back, and if the thing is that he said that if you play jazz music in your home, he won't come to you, he won't kill you. So, yeah, it's a thing. And so you could hear him sometimes. Like you can hear, um, there's like a certain song. I guess I don't know. I could be making this up, but you can hear. And that means that he's there for you. Interesting. Uh, so I did watch American Horror Story that season. It was so good. I that was, was really the good. witch's one, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. That was, was really um, that was the first season that I ever watched. I didn't watch them in order. And I still haven't watched all of them. So Okay. Listen, I have feelings about New Orleans. Of I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> New Orleans. I haven't even been there yet. Um, about um, American Horror Story. You gotta go, girl. That's what it's called. The Mysterious Axeman's Jazz. Okay. Wait. Yep. Um, basically, he was a serial killer. At the time of his attacks between 1918 and 1919, he did those. And he was known as the Axeman. 
I love it. So speaking so, of witches. Yes. Speaking of. It's my people. What? I'm waiting for you to elaborate. Are you a witch? I mean, no, but I do. Oh. I like if I've, I've always told you, I think I told you that, like if I was going to choose a religion, it would be something kind of in that area, like hmm. paganism a little bit. Okay. Um, but I also lean towards a lot of like Buddhism and stuff like that kind of thing. Is that Middle East? Would that be Middle East? Am I getting my places more fucked up? Asian. More Asian. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I misspoke. It's okay. I'm allowed to misspeak, right? Hey, who show is this? You say what the hell you want to say. That's right. It's our show. Say it with your chest. <laughs> it's our show. If I mess up, I'm allowed. <laughs> I hit myself a little too hard. <laughs> kind of want to. Okay, but witches. Oh, sorry. My bad. Why are you like this? jabby all right so there's a lot of miscommunication about witches i think it's still something that a lot of people um have um i don't know what do you call those words what's the word for that uh yes yeah about witches they come from basically healers they um are or they're wise women whose chosen profession was misunderstood so um, the earliest records of a witch is in the Bible, in the book of 1 Samuel. Obviously, I'm reading this. Is that book one of Samuel? Okay, sorry. I'm correct you, but yeah, you got it. I'm not, he, <laughs> like, listen, I grew up in the church, but not that big into it, obviously. <gasps> it's doing it. What are we? Uh, are its eyes bleeding? Yes. Oh, that's super creepy. Break, put it back a little bit. Yeah, that's creepy. So witches. They're the book one of Samuel, thought to be written between 931 BC and 721 BC. It tells the story of when King Saul sought the witch of Endor to summon the dead prophet Samuel's spirit to help him defeat the Philist- Philistine army or Philistine. However people say that. But... The reality is um, the villainizing of women who practice witchcraft boils down to women breaking against the norm, right? These are strong women, outspoken, and women who were simply different. Or men who simply didn't believe in Catholic or Christianity. So the thing is, you know, a lot of people who are Christian know that, like, maybe some of them don't know, but... Uh, for the Catholic Church was very, very strongly against any sort of like palm reading, witchcraft, psychics, and for a while, even scientists, right? Which is why so many, but they believe that if you didn't believe in religion, then and th- being the reason for everything, the cause for everything, the rains, everything else, yeah. healing you, pray, then you are going against God. You're going against the country. You're going against yeah. everything. And so they, that's why people who were quote unquote witches who use things like herbs and paid attention to like the clouds and the weather patterns, they saw them as being evil because they weren't relying fully on their religion to answer all their questions. And so for that, they were persecuted. I love that. I love it. Isn't it weird? Like there's like multiple levels to this because there's, it's, it's the religion aspect. Like you have to believe what we believe, but it's also the, like I said, like the the female part, like being a strong woman, you're outspoken, you know, some, some of the women that were, um, didn't have husbands or like lived alone. Like they're just like 
that's effing weird. Like, why are you like this? And you all of a sudden it's just like, well, she's a witch or like you say you attract bad energy. You know, sometimes some people just attract weird shit to happen to them. It was like, you're a witch. Yeah. Me. I am those people. (laughs) (laughs) What? Why? Because I look, okay. I'm not going to pull all my personal stuff out there, but 2020 has been a fucking nightmare for me. Uh, and it's just been like, oh, you think you think you're getting better? No, no, no. Here's some more shit to stress you the fuck out. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, a little bit more. You know, we're going to double tap you, but, you know, give you a little bit. Come on, see how you do. I, but what I, what I think is, no, I'm not a witch. God, no, fuck. If I did, I, I make shit a lot better. Um, <laughs> but I think what is, what is interesting to me is that women have a history of being vilified and throughout history. I mean, think of what the Bible says, right? Like Adam and Eve and, you know, Eve is one who calls all the downfall. Oh, so yeah. I read a joke the other day and they're like, men are some liars. They've been lying. They're like, so Eve was one that took a bite of the apple, but you got a whole Adam's apple stuck on your throat. But you're talking about <laughs> we took a bite of the apple. <laughs> who <had laughs> You still got it. I love a whore. <laughs> Like men stay lying on us. That was a boss. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I really think it's interesting though. Like in, I feel like it's mostly the Western world, but I mean, other major countries as well, but women who are considered witches in other, I guess, places around the world, they're actually, or people who are considered witches um, or healers, they're really, um, respected in their cultures like smaller tribes and things like that you always hear about it like the witch doctor right um but really it's just the neighborhood doctor it's the healer it's the guy or girl that they feel that that person has the energy to make your life better or you know worse if they decide to so i think that's really interesting that where the how the western world takes a lot of these i guess characterizations and um basically villainizes them right yeah so lesser known creatures um i mean there's hundreds of weird halloween creatures out there but i um i like the banshee it's just a wailing woman the banshee comes before a loved one dies and she oh, yeah. wails until they pass away yeah okay be real okay. though like i'm gonna be honest with you i definitely heard that in american gods the tv show so i just care. started watching that so freaking good man i keep on telling everybody watch it it's so good but yeah yo homegirl the first episode where she's having sex with the guy and he just goes bloop (laughs) inside of her i was like okay this i was not ready for that (laughs) yeah it just it's so good i was not ready for that shit it's really fun uh and interesting um and then also one of my favorites is cthulhu which is an hp lovecraft character so, um, and it revolves around a cult and all that stuff. So that's cool. So with that being said, I, I kind of last minute, I was like, I texted you and I was like, oh shit, girl, like we need to talk about black people in horror and Halloween, right? Because sometimes we get forgotten, mostly. Were you waiting for me to do no, it? No, I realized that I make a fist like really weird. Sorry. Uh-huh. Perfect. So after that small little break, (laughs) I really wanted to mention black horror, you know, horror movies in general are 
a favorite of mine, but there's just like anything else I feel like in entertainment or the world really, there's been a history of lack of um, representation, right? Of black people. And then also of them creating and having the power to create um, really good um, just films, especially in horror. Um, Horror is kind of a niche that I think has grown in popularity. I feel like the 90s and 2000s, especially, I mean, this is just from me because of my age, but was like the decades of the rom-com. You know what I mean? Like rom-coms were everywhere. Everyone was doing them. Um, Horror movies were far and few between. Now we literally have a horror section on every streaming platform there is a streaming platform shutter for horror movies. And so, you know, it's a really big genre now. And there was a movie on there, actually, Shudder produced a movie called Horror Noir, A History of Black Horror. And um, it has different actors, producers, writers that all have been involved in the, the film industry in some capacity. So like um, the girl from The Craft, the black girl, She's yeah. on there. Um, the guy that plays Candyman is on there. P- a couple of people, I think, what was that movie? Tales from the Hood. The guy that wrote that, I think, or directed it, he's on, in there. And I totally forgot that I, like, I brought this beer over here. Horror movies aren't your thing, Doreen, but I really think you would find the documentary interesting because it's them taking it all the way back. What she says at the beginning, one of the ladies, what she says at the beginning is Black history is Black horror. So... There is a lot of allegory in um, movies for Black people to be monsters, basically. Um, and not just horror. It's I, I, There was some of it that I didn't agree with. Like, so let me give you an example. So we all know King Kong, right? Um, we all know King Kong is an allegory for a Black person. They find this monkey in Africa and he's desiring this white woman and, you know, he's beating his chest and all this stuff. So there's that, right? Then you have... They said, the lady, she said, like, well, there was one with the swamp thing. And she was like, yeah, you know, like, that has, like, the big lips and da-da-da and whatever. And I was like, I feel like you're stretching it a bit there to say that they're saying that that monster is representative of a Black person because it's a fish. And fish have big lips. And they look weird. So I was like, meh, I don't really care for that. But anyways, I just thought it was interesting of the impact Um, black people have had in the roles that they've had in horror films what's the running joke if you see a black person in a horror movie they gonna die first (laughs) you're gone for in well it wasn't a horror movie but uh deep blue sea (laughs) so (laughs) that's really funny i love it i totally forgot about that movie Mm-mm. I love that movie. I watch it all the time. Well, really? Later, I probably should. Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Wow. So what? random. No, Deep Blue Sea? Like, because it was before I got like super scary and started having bad dreams. So I was like, that's just never going to happen. But the older I got, I was like, yeah, a lot of this shit could actually happen. And it's a little scary. So, the shark know. thing? Yeah. I mean, like, just don't go in the water. Well, I love the water. That's not, that's not going to happen for me. I won't go past where I can't see my feet. Fuck that. Yeah, no, I love it. Mm-mm. I want to dive into the ocean. It's great. Um, so that's where I don't I didn't agree was like the weird creatures, some of them it was a little bit far, but there are honest to God, like 
ways that we've been portrayed in movies. We don't live, like you said, everyone knows you don't live very long, but that kind of broke the mold. George Romero, he is a famous horror um, director, movie writer, all that. And the game changer for the way black people were perceived in horror movies was Night of the Living Dead, um, which came out in 1968. Have you ever seen that? No. No. Okay. So this was, so like how you said Deep Blue Sea was like what you first saw, like a black person surviving. Personally for me, it was a different movie, but Night of the Living Dead was the first movie that I saw a really strong representation of a black man because when I saw him in the movie, I was like, oh, this guy's going to die. Like, of course, that's what they put him in here. It's 1968. Like, of course he's going to die. He ends up becoming the antagonist. He Protagonist, I'm sorry. Wow. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear Bill? Yeah, he's like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> You're not going to carry my last name and say dumb stuff like that. Fix it. <laughs> I say wrong shit all the time. I am literally the worst English major in the world. Hold on. Listen to that beer pour. Oh, I just did it a minute ago. Oh, well, I was trying to catch it. So my secret confession that I don't tell many people until I'm about to tell everybody is that I legit still do not know. Like, I know I know a lot of words, right? But I don't know the differences between like a pronoun and a noun. And I know what adjectives are, but like the, all of those, I'm like, Ugh. it's hard. Ah. I'm not going to lie. There is just some of those things. Like it gets nitty gritty into that shit. Literally, I studied, you take linguistics class. I took two versions of that class. The first one, I failed. And it wasn't because my my classwork was fine. I failed the final. And it's I, it also has to do with my testing. Like I get really nervous. Like that's just the history of it. But it's hard. The breakdown of like the whole pronouns yeah. nouns and then the adjective and then you're supposed to the, the proper way you make a sentence and then you you have to put it here and it goes after this and but if That's you use like participle yeah fuck man i'm tired like i just want to make a fucking sentence like <laughs> but i do enjoy linguistics end of the story so anyways so Night of the Living Dead, 1968 he ends up the main character this black guy ends up becoming the protagonist and he is in charge of a bunch of white people telling them what to do. He's beating them up because they need to be handled. Fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. <laughs> yeah. And it's just amazing. Like to me, I remember seeing that movie for the first time because I was like, oh yeah, it's, you know, a famous movie. I should watch it, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, the black guy, like, is doing things in here like this is really cool and the um story goes and they mentioned this in um horror noir i'm gonna tell you i'm not gonna tell you the ending after i tell you this okay apparently there's a story when george romero they finished shooting the movie and he's putting the film cans he t- puts them in his trunk he's driving to new york city right and they hear on the radio that dr king has been shot and killed And the reason why that was so heavy was because, first of all, when you watch the movie, obviously, having a Black man as a protagonist in a movie like this where the zombies are white, he's killing this white zombie, that white zombie, telling these white people what to do, blah, 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 that kind of strength. But then at the end of the movie, he thinks that these people are, I think it's something like he thinks that there's a group of people coming to help. And nope, 
it's just like any other movie where you have a black person and it's a group of white guys and they shoot him down and that's how the movie ends and so it was just interesting like the way she mentioned that like that story that he had where he just finished this movie where the black person is this strength and all that but in the end he just dies in the way that most black people have died Mm -hmm. and at the hands of mobs of white people who are hateful so Mm -hmm. I always just thought that was very interesting the way they brought that together so I do recommend watching that um that documentary it there's some powerful things that were said in it um but it also goes out to show a different genre that one maybe is not huge in the black community I don't think as like outspokenly I don't know. What do you think? I feel like things like horror movies, you know, alternative stuff like that is not really embraced necessarily as a whole in the black communities. What do you think? Yes and no. I don't think it's as popular. Like we don't have like a black version of like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have a lot of that kind of stuff in our culture because let's be real, um, being a black person is scary enough, you know? Uh, so we don't need to play with like, oh, I wonder what would happen if no, no, no. <laughs> Skirt, let me tell you what happens. We die. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's probably why we don't really, we don't really have an affinity for it or typically. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what Jordan Peele was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really trying to like, I was super shocked when he was like, I'm going to go from making all these comedy movies and TV shows to horror. And I was like, you want to do what? Mm-hmm. that's not your lane but he, <laughs> you know like he he did a great job like think about like the twilight zone um us get out like he has been doing this like low-key like kind of horror and it horror in like a i mean not super realistic but just like you know like these hidden fears and stuff like that and i think he does a really good job of making horror more for more mainstream mm-hmm. and more realistic than it has been typically in the past and I don't think there's anyone giving out here like poison tea and like hypnotizing people. I don't think that's happening, but it's just the way that he does it. You're like, damn son. Yeah. I could imagine that. (laughs) Right. And so that that's kind of, I think, so I was really surprised by that, but I think that that's, that was kind of his thing. He wanted to go where not a lot of black people have gone before. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he's, he's, he's out here just doing a great job. And I think the next one that's coming out is like Candyman in 2021 and that one looks hella crazy. So let's see, you know, what happens. And I saw when you, I don't know if you saw the, um, there was like a trailer they did and it's all, it looks like, um, it's all animation, but it's all like paper animation. Yeah. I've seen it. Tells, that is when I watched that, I was like, this is some scary shit. Like, but he tells it with black history. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's what makes it even scarier. That's what makes all this stuff scarier is it's rooted in factuality of what it means to be a black person that's why get out was so popular but it's also you know there's a lot of a lot of people i think forget that jordan peele's not the first to do stuff like this though no tales of the hood or tales from the hood i think that which one it is but that's a really great movie and it has a lot of spoken social issues in there a lot of ven- the, the, my favorite one is the vengeance one with the little black uh, puppets. I wasn't allowed to watch that. <sighs> you still haven't seen it? Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Very interesting. It's it's told in an anthology 
and so so more recently and, and if you follow us on social media you know that i've been plugging this a lot mm-hmm. lovecraft country yes like a really big like horror um kind of it's, it's a mix of all sci-fi and then like old like racist stuff mm-hmm. it's such a weird combination of things but it yeah. works um and so if you are into that check it out the scariest part the hands down that i've seen so far not the monsters it was when they couldn't get out of the sundown town yeah and the guy was pushing them and pushing them and then they uh, what did they do they ended up into the next county and they'd already told the police that they were coming basically like it was just like i saw those i saw them like the relief of seeing the sign and he made it and then all of a sudden the music changed and they're just like shit yeah they it was just a game it was just yeah. a game for them and that 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 is horror <laughs> like that was the scariest part for me like meanwhile the thing with the thousands of eyes on its back the big mm-hmm. monsters okay i have trypophobia i don't like it was that what is it called bill trypophobia yeah it's a fear of holes so um i didn't watch that part bill had to tell me when it was over anyways don't judge me i'm not judging you remember how i mentioned that i have like the the humor of like a 13 year old boy that's about to be like in puberty so you're like fear of holes i was like (laughs) (laughs) and so that's that was me trying to hold that in I'm ridiculous. Thank I hear you. It. Thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate it. I was like, are you judging? This is your way your face looks. I was like, are you judging me? Like, why? I was trying to be mature while I was having an immature but moment. Really, it turned into something else. <laughs> Whatever you think this is, is not. <laughs> Don't you ever hold back your your inability to be, to be mature, okay? You know better. Not with me. So with that being said, um, again if you follow us on social media you know we've been um going through some horror movies lately and shows our favorites so tell me doreen what is your go-to halloween movie i like a lot of kitty stuff so no judgment um i I don't like really really scary things because i have bad dreams so (laughs) i i for me it's hocus pocus Mm -hmm. adam's family and adam's family values practical magic i it it is trash in terms of a rom-com but i love it it you know what girl i'm with you on practical magic there is something about it that is so charming and what's her name um sandra bullock Bullock, nicole kidman there's something about like the way they play on each other as sisters and nicole kidman is just like mesmerizing to me in that movie like she's mesmerizing to me in general like she's just i think she's just a beautiful But playing a woman who is just so out of control Mm -hmm. but like she just she she nailed it oh you know what i have to add eve's bayou i have to add that Love, 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 love that movie. Yes. I literally have a fear of that movie. I've seen it once and I saw it when I was young and it scars me. Like literally you mentioned it at some point earlier, like a few weeks ago or something. Yeah. I did a post about journeys. And I had a flashback and I realized, and then they mentioned it in the documentary that I was watching and it's, it was the same reaction. It was like this uneasiness in that in my stomach because it's such 
it just it plays on your emotions like you know how girls feel about their dads and like all the stuff that she went through and it was just I mean that movie is is powerful I still love it telling you I barely remember the whole plot line but I remember that feeling and so that is just so weird to me like I just I think the how the body and the brain work with things like that like I don't I know that movie I hear the name and I'm like like it's not good like don't don't talk about that movie to me (laughs) and then I also like Casper and Ghostbusters and then just to add a little whatever so I read I read a lot of Mm sci-fi um so I had one of my friends in high school Athena she was obsessed with Anne Rice and I was like girl why you got so many books um, Anne Rice and Agatha Christie and so like I became obsessed with Anne Rice mm-hmm. and so I've read like all of her stuff and really? all the stuff about the vampires and everything else and like then she went under like another pen name and then started writing like as that she even if you really want some freaky deaky stuff she even did some erotica that is fucking hardcore and like it's Ask about my Cinderella girl. bruh have we never talked about this no we have not Listen, <laughs> Ooh, I was Listen. like what Bill bought me that book, the first one, when we were living apart, he sent it to me and hooked, totally hooked. So I have all three of them. And I was like, Anne Rice, listen, girl, (laughs) what are you doing? So yeah, I'm with you. Anne Rice, I love, I love her books, but that girl could describe a pen for three pages straight every single attention while she did it i I, you know know what actually i want to say after her first book that i read and i can't remember if it was queen of the damned or vampire Lestat. oh the vampire Lestat. i was one of those it wasn't interview with the vampire one of my first ones it was either like i said Lestat or queen of the damned Mm -hmm. it's probably queen of the damned because i remember it came out and i was like ooh, Aaliyah. And yeah, I still have it. <laughs> oh, another shout out to Joe who loves him some Aaliyah. Oh yeah, Joe. He was like, these girls got me thinking about her. <laughs> I love him. He's great. So yeah. Um, yeah, no, dude, she, she just sits and she talks and she talks for like three pages straight. Like I said about a pen, but I love her writing. She's great. What about you? What movies do you like? Oh, I love them all. You know, I'm, I'm crazy. So my top, okay, so I'll tell you my top horror um, person is Freddy Krueger. Um, scared me to death as a child. My grandmother let me watch, it's not that like she let me, but the fact is, is that I was at her house a lot when I was young and they had um, all the movie channels. So I watched what? a lot. Okay. And HBO. So horror, I remember watching Freddy Krueger with her and I would go home of course have a nightmare scream and holler and run into my mom's room and be scared because I saw Freddy Krueger in my closet or he like popped up in my bed and I was like ah (laughs) and so that would happen and then the very next day I would go back and I would watch it again and like Bloody Mary and stuff like the Ouija boards and all that no Ouija board for me I've never touched a Ouija board but I have Ouija board stuff. Like I have like towels and kitchen towels and like I have like a serving tray. My friend had it once, but we didn't know what to do. We just, it, nothing happened. Nothing just... happened. Well, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm on the fence about that. Like, cause I'm just like, how can something that you, like the ones that they sell in the stores, like Mattel or whatever, like, come on. 
But there are boards apparently that are made specifically for connecting with the afterlife and other beings and don't play with that shit. I'm of the, like, I love like my creepy stuff. I have some of my witchy stuff behind me. Um, I burn my incenses. Like I actually buy like um, a lot of my, like this is, um, you know what it is? Sage. Sage. Duh. So like I go to a witch store and like, I like get stuff. I get stones and crystals and stuff. But whenever I do anything, so if I have, I have cards, like my tarot cards, I don't, I literally will be sitting there doing it, like mixing up the cards, whatever. And I'm like, I'm not inviting anything in. This is just for meditation purposes because it has like thoughtful things on there about like how to go about like different situations. I don't do any predictions. I don't want to mess with that shit. I don't like the idea of psychics. I just think there's certain things that we should not know. Okay. What do you think? Um, I think it's the same thing. I don't, I try not to open up those, um, those channels, I guess, because I feel like even in jest or whatever your intentions are, mm-hmm. um, I think when you open things up, what, no matter what your intentions are, you open them up both ways. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even, I don't play with those things. We're at here. All, at all. We're here. Yeah. But you're like, you're like even further away from me. Me. I'm just like, oh, I have like, I started talking about it and I physically started distancing myself. from the computer. <laughs> I was like, her don't no i i mean nothing's happened since i've taken on that stuff a lot of it is all relaxation stuff like i'll take um the sage you know go and i'll take a little bit and go in the bathtub you know or something you know i get rose petals i get lavender there's there's so many other things dragon's blood is this little guy here and so when you burn it down it burns down into like this red it looks like a red goop almost but the energy is for, let me not say this wrong. Cause I swear to God, it would be mean that like a witch will be listening to this and she'll be like, bitch, you misspoke again. Cause that's what Jabby does. But a lot of the stuff is that I have is for like healing just to make you feel better, you know, like incense, you know, what? Tell me, yeah. tell me what you're thinking. I'm just messing with you. No, tell me. No, I was literally just messing with you. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's see. Actually, wow. People use dragon's blood for diarrhea and other digestive tract problems. Didn't know that. I was just, I'm just burning it because um, apparently it's something with strength and helping with your That's female smart. strength and stuff like that. So, you know. Okay. Well, me up, so. I think that's all that we have on Halloween, right? I could talk for hours about this, obviously. Clearly. Oh no, that was not no judgment. I feel like you know what the problem I'm having lately is I talk so sarcastically that even when I'm being serious, people are like, Are you are you oh that's me all the time? And I'm like, no, no, I'm being serious. Like, how come you can't tell? And so I think I need to work on being more like sincere. No, (laughs) no, I like it just the way you are. Like, I got it. Like, trust me, I got it. It's I, I do the same thing. Like sometimes I'll say some shit and like Bill looks at me and he's like, yo, why are you being so mean? And I'm like, what? I'm literally joking. Like <laughs> I'm joking. Anyways, you like my shirt? Let's, uh, nope, not even saying that. Um, <laughs> if you want to see what her shirt says, you got to find this video and watch it because I'm not saying it. 
so pieces of this video because who knows how this is going to get edited down because this is long it's okay and there's certain things that Uh, like it's okay well so now my neighbor get a pizza delivered now i'm jealous (laughs) well because i can see out the window I'm i'm at the front of the house so i saw the pizza guy run up sorry so you're that neighbor that like spies on their neighbors no i just happen to be sitting here i'm rarely in this room actually she knows all your business the little side chick that comes over thursday at 2 p.m she knows about it (laughs) that bitch no shit i she always nosy anyway sorry i'm sorry Um, i just love talking to you and i love that we could talk about halloween and just weird stuff and history about it and i don't know i think it's cool I love history um, when it comes to a lot of things. I like, cause you know what they say, if you know where you come from, you know where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. And I think that history is just, it's super important, especially when it's unpolluted by people's agendas. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked, I like the truth of why we do things and, you know, understanding of it. So yeah. now that you know more about Halloween than you probably ever wanted to know, <laughs> let, let us know about your favorite Halloween traditions, movies, costumes, folklore, whatever it is. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We have been having a very spooky October filled with movies and just playing homage to Jabby's favorite holiday. So please I'm gonna make it our- your favorite holiday soon. I'm- yeah, that's never gonna happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was born on Thanksgiving, son. It's it's a deal. It's a wrap. That's right. You were. It's yeah. funny because every time I see like, you know, because I have your birthday on my thingy calendar calendar. Let's not say thingy because some people are nasty. Listen. Oh, you nasty. I got it tattooed, girl. You don't know. That's how much I love you. <laughs> Yo, but real talk to story. Young Jock mm-hmm. just got a tattoo of his girl's like name on his shaft. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Mind you, he has like six kids and has been married like three or four times. So it's like, bruh. Anyway, what were you saying? So yeah, my birthday's on your calendar. Why you say sis like this? <laughs> Drop that bomb. Walk away. I love it. I love it. I forget that it's Thanksgiving. Like, it, I mean, Thanksgiving is on a different day every year. So it's not always on Thanksgiving, but I was born on Thanksgiving. Yo, your mom was just trying to eat. Okay. She was. She was trying to get her dinner on. She sat down and her water was like, bitch, you thought. <laughs> did she ever tell you, did she get to eat at least? No. Damn. <laughs> so. Wait, but did she get to eat later? Did someone bring her some leftovers, bring a plate? Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know about that part because, you know, once you go into labor, they don't let you eat anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like later, like afterwards, I'd have been like, yo, no, I'll ask plate, her. I, you know, I'll ask. yeah, I'll ask. that's my favorite about Thanksgiving. Listen, we're going to have a talk about this when we get to our Thanksgiving episodes. Just talk about food because we both. Oh, Anyways, OK, take us out, Doreen. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I love it too much. Um, so take a look at our Instagram and Facebook page for some more information on what our favorites are, what we're doing, how we're celebrating. And again, thank you to everyone for your continued support. We truly appreciate you and love you. And, uh, yeah, keep, uh, keep loving on us. We'll keep giving you guys some good stuff. And that's all I have. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. Oh, f- the Ebenezer's podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions.